Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 92, verses 1 through 4 and 12 through 15. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. The righteous flourish like a palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. In old age they still produce fruit. They are always green and full of sap, showing that the Lord is upright, that he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 through 24. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. You will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your pangs in childbirth. In pain and sh- you shall bring tr- forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to the man he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat it. Cursed is the ground because of you, and toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. But the sweat of your face, by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread until you return to the ground. For out of it you are taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man named his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made garments of skins for the animal and for his wife and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, See, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent forth from the Garden of Eden, sent them from the f- forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden he placed a cherubim and a sword flaming and turning and turning to guard the way to the tree of life. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 5 through 9 Now God did not subject the coming world about which we are speaking to angels, but someone has testified elsewhere What are human beings that you are mindful of them, or mortals that you care for them? You have made them for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned them with glory and honor, subjecting all things under their feet. Now in subjecting all things to them, God left nothing outside their control. As it is, we do not yet see everything in subjection to them, but we do see Jesus, who was for a little while made lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone.
Good morning, and welcome to the second Thursday after Pentecost. I had to think about that. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Frederick, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 92, uh, Genesis 3, and Hebrews 2. Um, and the, um, the, the word that sticks out is, uh, there are actually two different words that in English are very similar. Um, the first is when uh, God says to the woman that um, the man should rule over her um, because of what they've done. And the second is in Hebrews, which the early church attributed to Paul, but most modern scholars think is probably not Paul, but, you know, just trying to maybe not imitate him, but, you know, well, maybe actually imitate him. Um, and Paul definitely likes dominion and subject, uh, subjection, which is what brings me to Hebrews 2, verse 8, subjecting things to God and being in subjection to them. The, uh, the theme for this morning is clearly um, rank, right? Who is above who and who is below who and what does that mean is this kind of like unspoken, uh, you know, question mark, um, especially in light of Genesis where God, you know, at the very beginning says that women will be ruled over by men, or at least spouses. Women, uh, wives will be ruled over by husbands. Um, they're, you know, they weren't married, it's kind of this modern concept, but I suppose in love or in commitment, um, the the man will rule over the woman. Um, and that's kind of startling, because that doesn't seem to be um, the kind of relationship that that God encourages between humans, but rather it's this this word um, in Genesis. Uh, the Hebrew word is um, oh God I forget um, masal I think let me double check yeah masal um, rule over um, masal is also the same word um, that's used when God rules over. Um, creation that he has just created. Um, earlier in Genesis, the, the first appearance of the word is when God rules over, I'm sorry, um, the the sun rules over the day and uh, the moon rules over the night and separates light from darkness. And so it's, you know, the, uh, the planets and the moon and they don't really, they're in charge of one another. Um, but there is a certain order to things, or there's a certain way that they are made to be in sync. Um, it doesn't give the man permission to be un- anything other than you know himself. It doesn't give the man permission to become king or emperor. Um, it's uh, it's this you know kind of understanding that that this is the way that things will work. Um, and whether we like it or not, it seems to have borne out. Um, you know, the, <laughs> it's popular now to talk about the patriarchy, um, but for you know, thousands of years, it's just the way the world worked. Um, it wasn't until you know maybe, well, the the ideals of democracy and freedom um, that were planted in our uh, you know you know in our brains since birth as a part of our our nation's history. Um, made us think that maybe it's not okay for one person to rule over another. 
Um, and so there's this, um, there's certainly some tension around what it means that God seems to give permission or to give um, kind of validation for thousands of years of uh, male dominance, you know, culturally. Um, but we come to this reading in Hebrews, and Paul, or someone hoping to imitate Paul, um, talks about subjecting angels, uh, or angels being subjected subjects to people and to God and, and Christ who uh, was made lower than the angels. Um, and that's what really kind of stands out in my mind in terms of this ranking, um, that it's, um, that the ranking itself isn't what's important, but the order it provides. Um, if it were important, if to have rank were in- important, Jesus, being God, being perfect, could not inhabit low rank. Um, you know, that if, if we think, you know, if in our heads, when we think about ruling over or being subjected by, um, uh, we, and when we try and, you know, put God's rubber stamp on it, we find that it actually doesn't kind of fit, you know, it doesn't pass the sniff test. And this is why, um, I believe, and I, the, the Bible, uh, in various ways, supports this, that if that God is perfect, right? God cannot come into contact with imperfection. I mentioned Isaiah 6 the other day when uh, his the prophet's call story, he had to have his mouth burned with a coal from the altar because his coal was, his his he came from a, uh, a land of unclean lips or people of unclean lips. So rank, high rank, is not... Um, is not something that we grasp at, just like Jesus did. If Jesus is God, and God is perfect, and Jesus is perfect, low rank, being lower than other things, um, is not necessarily to be like God. It's not to give someone God-like you know, immunity or, or whatever. It's something else. It's something not loaded with power and injustice and oppression. Um, it is rather about the ordering, the way things work, right? We have this uh, kid's book, children's book that we read every now and then um, about the moon and the earth and how the moon, which Genesis is talking about, the moon actually keeps Earth's rotation steady because it has its own gravity um, and it's got its own kind of inertia in orbit. Um, It helps keep the Earth's orbit nice and steady. And if, it, if we didn't have the moon, it would wobble all over the place, and who knows if life could exist, who knows you know, what that would do to the magnetic fields and blah, 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 right? So the, uh, the, um, the earth and the moon, one being ruled over by the other, is not that the earth can or should be like, the moon, the moon is inferior to me, and I get to do what I want to with the moon. That's not what this word is about, masal. And in Greek, it's hypostaso. Um, to be subject to, to follow the order of, and not like, you know, the orders barked at, you know, the top of your lungs, the order that uh, is ingrained into the universe that makes everything work. Like, think of the laws of physics. To follow the laws of physics, to follow the way things are, the way things are made. The earth and the moon 
Uh, you know, they don't like bicker and fight over who's better than who. There is an order to things, and the the uh, the moon rules over the night, the sun rules over the day, etc. Um, and we know that high rank isn't next to godliness, because time and time again, Jesus chooses to be lower than humans and lower than angels. Um, and if that's and if Jesus is God, and God cannot embody or come near imperfection, there's nothing imperfect or impure about low rank. Um, that we need, that when we think of low rank or or being lesser than, it's our own human corruption that tells us that the higher is better and the lower is worse, um, and that that we need to kind of wash that from our imagination. And be reminded that, um, you know, in, in, a, in a certain way, there's always going to be power in relationships. And how we use that power, uh, whether we exploit it, whether we try and, you know, exert it to our own self-interest, or if we take what we have, like resources and food and wealth, and redistribute it and make sure it's it's um, adjudicated fairly, um, uh, if we... If we instead try and grasp at it and hoard it and collect it, whether that's power or money or food, um, that is, in fact, not what God has in mind for us. Um, And it's better to be of low status, just like Jesus, than it is to be of high status and be more subject to the, you like what I did there, more subject to the, the possibility that we be, begin to believe the lie that to have high rank is to be closer to God. That simply isn't true, and it's much more likely that if we want to be closer to God, um, that we remain close to the dust and the earth from which we are created, because God created us, um, and he did not create uh, in us the um, the justification to, to lord over others or to um, exploit others whatever order or rule that we might have within our our communities, within our relationships. A prayer for the election of bishops and other ministers from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, giver of every good gift, look graciously on your church and so guide the minds of those who shall choose bishops and other priests and ministers that the church may receive faithful pastors who will care for your people and equip them for their ministries. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. 
This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.